This podcast is brought to you by Blue Guardian, the prop firm that lets you trade with EAs or any style you like at any time. Since we last spoke, I've gone from personal accounts and like you said, and funded over 650k at the moment. This year so far, I think like 70k worth of withdrawal, 10% on a million, do 100k a month. That's the way to go. <laughs> but <laughs> it's not as easy as that. So ended up failing a lot due to the rules. I had to accept that what I'm doing right now doesn't work. Losing streaks are inevitable. You lose and you win. The only difference as a profitable trader is you accept your losses and you know that if you keep sticking to the strategy over time, you'll be paid. Jcap, who yeah. we've had on uh, yeah. quite a few times. Even for him, I had this conversation with him. He's like 3 million funded or whatever it is and he has them all linked. I won't disclose, but obviously he told me how much he's, he made this year. And I said, wouldn't you have made more if you if you have to have a funded trading plan? And what does that plan consist of? It's like, okay, cool. I'm going to... Episode 241. Folks, we welcome back Daniel Chung on the show for the fourth time. Now, he's here today to talk about not just personal trading, but moving into that prop firm space. So he's done a big, massive migration into prop firms. In fact, he's currently on the verge of getting $1.1 million funded. Now, other things this week, we've got a student of his or an old student of his who's been on the show many times, Andre Stewart, coming up, dropping a strategy video for you on the YouTube channel. He is going through and doing a back test. We're going to about 10 trades he doesn't actually lose any of them even though he does try and lose at one point so that is coming up here along with other things hitting the channel we've got a mystery trader uh, on the telegram uh, trade ideas channel so go and check that out that's coming very soon along with a bunch of live streamers who are over there hitting the channel for your asia london and new york sessions we've got a new one in here in fact um, who goes by fbomb who is been who has been mentored by a professional uh, bank level trader so if you guys want to see this guy then please go and check that out on monday and friday's london session but we're covering the whole week there with a bunch of traders last but not least if you join my robot builders club this august 2023 uh, you're going to get a ten thousand dollar blue guardian evaluation on the house just for joining and becoming a member and learning to build your strategy ideas into fully or semi-automated trading robots all right folks enough from me let's hear from my sponsor blue guardian and then get on with the show our sponsor blue guardian is the only prop firm that gives their trade is a tool to protect them from hitting their max daily loss and over trading. It's super simple to use. Just set the Guardian protector each day from your dashboard. Did you also know that they've just released an unlimited time evaluation with a zero trading days requirement, giving you plenty of time to hit their low 8 and 4% targets, making it super fast to get funded. Plus, it's cheaper than the 40-day time limit evaluation. Check out the link and coupon in the description to get 10% off your next Blue Guardian evaluation. All right, folks, here we are on Trading Up. We've got Daniel Chung back on the show after, well, you've, you've actually been back on a few times, but the first <laughs> interview we realized was like seven years ago, episode 30 of my 52 Traders podcast. So crazy long time. <laughs> we're talking about how you thought my kids were like one and two and and they're now leaving home. Uh, <laughs> we get, we're getting on, Cam. We're getting on, aren't we? Time I know. I the greys are coming into the beard here. Um, <laughs> and obviously, I still haven't got anything up there. But you're still so, looking good, though. Look how sharp your face is looking. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Um, Rob, well, look, I know that thing, things have sort of, it's been, it has been a while since you were on last. And you did share, you know, your trading style, your what you do on the charts and we did get a little mm-hmm. bit bit of a background of what you're doing but i think you know you've definitely sort of uh, appeared on the scene again in, in kind of a big way recently and i know you've got a Appreciate lot to it. share with the the guys listening so i do want to hear um how you sort of got into the prop firm space as well and be- becoming a prop trader from a personal trader all this kind of good stuff so 
I don't know. I'm going to leave, I'm going to hand it over to you and just sort of sort of get an update because I want I'm I'm keen to hear. That's cool. Thanks for having me, Cam, and hi to everyone who's watching. I think talking about strategy. If you do watch that video, my strategy is exactly the same. It's it's it's, it's the same on Dax, and I still trade the high Kanashis. Um, I think the only difference is I've had a lot of refinement in terms of like times and things like that, which I'll go into a little bit more detail later. Um, I think from there, since we last spoke, I've gone from personal accounts and like you said, funded over 650k at the moment. And um, this year so far, I think like 70k worth of withdrawals, hopefully a little bit more coming in the next couple of months, depending if the markets let me. And it's been a it's been an interesting journey, Cam, from going personal to to funded for sure. Yeah, well, I, I mean, because it's funny, like when you think back, the the fact that when we first started talking seven years ago, I mean, like you know, there was prop firms around, but they were very much like you know behind mm. closed doors. You had to pay per month to get in them, and and that yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, how has that transition happened uh, for you? Like, did you do you think you were late to the game? Oh, that's a really, really good question. I think um, to kind of touch on like on how it used to go as well, just to kind of let the viewers know what an amazing time it is right now is because back then, like you said, it's funny. You had to pay monthly. It was actually a 70, 30% profit split, but the other way around. So 70% for the company, I know. And then 30% for the trader. And on top of that, leverage is like one to five. So you've got companies who are still around like BlueFX, if you've if you've ever heard of them. So they're still there, but they their terms are just pretty terrible still um but they were one of the ones that were offering like i think a one to five leverage but with the return of investment if you're paying like a hundred dollars a month you're profiting like two hundred dollars then you do 50 50 you're pretty much break even anyway so yeah i know so whereas nowadays which really really attracted me is that a lot of the capital is at risk free because if you get your refund if you have the skill and everything you can kind of pass through mm-hmm. so how my story started with this is, as you may or may not know, we did personal trading. It was still a six-figure account. But one of the things that always lurks behind my mind was I used to be a broker. And like Lehman, like Lehman Brothers or any other bank, if they go bust, only X amount of your capital is protected. So in the UK, we've got FCA, right? So that's 75K maximum. So even if I have 100K, 75K is protected. And even if it is protected, if it goes, I have to go through so many loopholes just to get that mm-hmm. back and that might not even happen. So anytime, I think maximum, like if it was 200 or 250 or anything like that, I would just feel uneasy and always withdraw out. That's why you see many people who trade 50K accounts, 100K accounts, it's never ever seven-figure accounts unless they're direct to liquidity providers, which is um, a different story. So <clears throat> had this epiphany, or well, as you do, right? You sit in there and, you know, people are doing these prop firm spaces and stuff and seeing, you know, actually even watching Cam, like your interviews of all these traders and stuff through prop firm spaces. I was like, well, if I've got 100K right now, if I actually do a prop firm challenge, let's say, and I get a million funded, which say it's $500 per per challenge per 100K, that's 5K to get exactly the same, except for none of that is my money, right? So I was like, that's a really, really, really good idea. But as any good idea, it's a good idea until you start taking action. So then I decided to go through that route. I tried the idea and did challenges, but my God, like last year, the challenges were tough. I, like, I don't know, like you, you, you're doing, you've done a few challenges yourself yeah, as well, right? Yeah. The, the rules and everything are so, so, so different from, from personal trading. Yeah. There is such a big difference from personal trading to, to challenges and also a huge ego. Um, So to kind of continue from that as well, what I did was a start of last year, I decided to go, 
oh, maybe funding challenges is good. I'll do one or two. And then I was like, oh, it's actually there's you start to learn more as you do a little bit more, right, Cam? And then I was like, this is a great opportunity. If I do $500, I can make my millions and do past 10K, do 10% every month and do 10% on a million, do 100K a month. That's the way to go. <laughs> but <laughs> it's not as easy as that. Um, so ended up failing a lot due to the rules. So like overtrading, not caring about the money. I think that was my biggest flaw to date was because you know when you're doing like 1k foot to 2k per trade or whatnot and then you go on to like a 500 essentially it's a demo right mm. you don't really care about the account so you end up trying to pass it too quickly i don't know if you've heard that yeah that seems to be a big issue of people trying to i mean i've had guys come on and do the live streams and i mean i don't think i mentioned this in the show but like almost every single one that's come on who knows how to trade is like i'll do this in two days Yes. And I'll do it in two days. And it's like, you, you don't need to do it in two days. And plus, yes. if you do it in two days, then you're going to be off the stream like before you're even on it. And no <laughs> word of a lie, I think, out of all the people that said, do it, I'm going to do it in two days, the last person I said, hey, I know you've said that, but I just want to let you know that everyone else has said that as well. And they all failed the challenges for <laughs> one, one reason or another. Yeah, um, yeah. So, and he goes, oh, okay. Or, or maybe I'll, I won't try and do it in two days then. And he was actually past the challenge in the end. Um, yeah, so, yeah. so it is, I, I don't, what, why do you think, well, how did you tackle it? To, so you, you had the same problem by the sounds of it. I mean, oh, how did you mate, get to the point terrible. where you're like, it was, because, it was terrible. Cause you must've been trading your terrible. own money at the same time. And were you copying it across or how did that go? No. So I think, yeah, so I was still trading my own money and this is why I think it was a bad idea because I didn't care about it because it's $500, right? Like when you're at a certain level, 500 is not a lot. Like, you know, just a gentle reminder, we had, I come from a single mum who raised me to work three jobs to make things happen and even had to spend a month like with less than $50 in a month to make it even work. So I, I know humble times and I know tough times, which is why I always send love to everyone because of the situation. And you, when you know true pain, you would never wish pain upon anyone. But anyway, the to go back on that with the challenges, I was trading my own money. So I was already constantly profitable and making money. So it didn't make any sense for me to waste time on the challenges. But it's one of those things where you have to understand. And this is the lesson I learned. You learn it sooner or later. So you're either learning this right now or you will learn it in the future. Is like enough is enough. You have to take a step back and just like, I need to treat this challenge seriously. Like you said, take it slow do it methodically and actually focus and take the trades as if it was a live account. Because I know it's demo and I know it's a challenge, right? But this is the problem I had, right? But when you treat it properly, that's when you will pass and that's when you'll be able to do it better. And then from there, you kind of learn how to like play the game, I guess, because it's, it's a game really, isn't it? Like you just yeah. play the game that's of the a, system. Yeah. So for example, like if I'm in 5% profit instead of doing a, because I have a one to two uh, risk to award. So if I risk 1% for 2%, I'll risk 1.5% at the 5% marks so or I pass at the 8% marks on, on the last trade rather than doing two extra trades. Mm. So simple things like that where you start to create and develop your strategy. But I think from all of this and, and the main thing was I had to accept that what I'm doing right now doesn't work. That was the biggest, 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 toughest lesson. And then in July, so all of last year was like my toughest year because you know, I didn't have, it was, it was the best in terms of my wealth, health, sorry. And it was the best in terms of my son, because that was an amazing, and we were able to travel as well. And I had residual income able to pay me but in terms of trading. It was my worst, worst year because of funded trading. And because I kept failing it, I kept not caring about it. And then when I did try it, I kept messing it up because you just want to pass it. And when you make 
like on the challenge, right? Like you make 15K just to pass. That 15K is not real money. And it's really, 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 really frustrated when you've made 15K for someone, yeah, pass a yeah. challenge, and you can't even spend it or do anything, right? So uh, once I kind of accepted, like, look, for the next six months, I don't care about having any money. I don't care about what happens with my trading. I'm just going to follow my plan and just take it easy. That's when all of that like just switched. I was able to get a profit split. I was able to do all of that. There was even one time where I had 21k account in profits, and I decided to overtrade that and then lost the live account. And not even get. I didn't even. Yeah, I didn't even get the profit split. I framed that photo though. It's just yeah, shocking. It's it's so, crazy how funded brought out so many bad habits that I never yeah. had before. Was it like what did you do? Did you try and risk? You know. 20k of the 21k or something like that on one trade or no, i suppose was, you can't because you will maximum yeah, risk it was on it more, it was more the fact that i was um i just i was just like finally get a payout but i would have made 60k of my own money by this time if i did this my way which right you know, it's a stupid conversation to have and there's one of those things right at the time it's not stupid but when you look at it methodically it's pretty stupid and then I decided, oh, let's keep trading and trading and trading and trading. Because on your own personal account, you'd carry on trading, right? No matter the drawdown, no matter yeah. the profit, you'd keep yeah. trading and trading and trading. So I had these habits, but things had to stop. When you're on funded trading, when you're on profit, you stop. And then you rotate, you rotate into accounts and stuff. Mm. Um, you know, even I had this conversation with um, Kyle. Um, so Jcap, who yeah. we've had on uh, yeah. quite a few times. Even for him, I had this conversation with him. I was like, okay, look, like you're, he's like 3 million funded or whatever it is. And he has them all linked. And I said to him, look, and he's obviously, I won't disclose, but obviously told me how much he's, he made this year. And I said, wouldn't you have made more if you rotated and secured? Because if you rotate and secure, what that does is you limit your drawdown. If you're on a losing streak, you have a fresh account. So say like I'm in 5% drawdown. And then instead I switched to this account this month because the markets are better. So then I'll be able to keep the risk high because that, if you've lost 5%, you drop the risk already, then you're trading lower, lot size, oh. trading low, different things, right? But if you've got a fresh account, the mindset's fresh, everything's a fresh, and then you get the profit split from it it's a lot easier to be able to make more money that way. And then when you're in a better state and a better flow, you trade the drawdown account and trade it out of drawdown. Oh, and right. that's what I've been doing. And these are the things that I've learned over yeah. the past year. And it's crazy, right? Like how you have yeah. these kind of things. And that's so different from personal trading because personal yeah. trading is you trade no matter what. And this was another reason I had. I actually had a, I had my first live account last year, which was around uh, March or whatever it was, March time, it was a video on this. And the problem is I had a losing streak and losing streaks are inevit inevitable. That's it. You lose, you lose and you win. The only difference as a profitable trader is you accept your losses and you know that if you keep sticking to the strategy over time, you'll be paid. And I had a losing streak, but the problem is with that losing streak and this, what really frustrated me about funded trading is that I was 10% down, but I proceeded to have a winning streak after, but then I lost the live account. So the problem is now I've lost a sense of income. You know, um, because that live mm. account now can no longer pay me because I had to go through that drawdown period and lose it. But in my normal account, if that was the case, I would have ten percent. The three weeks after, I had a three weeks winning streak. But then, even though that on my personal account I would have been like say twenty k up or something, that three week winning streak just ends up me passing another challenge, and then I'm just live again and I'm back to square one. So, uh, you know, looking back on it, I think these are a lot of lessons that actually made me have the strategy and the trader who i am today which is really really interesting thinking back on it uh, but god last year was tough we were spending money like no to money like no tomorrow but not having any income from trading as well <laughs>
Folks, I'm here in the Black Bull Markets trading floor and I'm surrounded by their customer support agents who are ready to take your calls, emails, or live chat 24-7. Now, if you're a newbie or experienced trader, you know your trading's in good hands. I don't know, it's crazy. What, what, so, I mean, what, just to give guys a perspective, what risk were you putting on a, on a trade, like one trade or position? Um, still, it was, it was 1% for 2%. If I was getting ridiculous i've I, like on my over trading and not trading well standard i did do like two or three percent but nowadays it's always one percent for two percent and then not put five percent if i'm in a five percent drawdown then not put two five percent if i'm in a seven percent drawdown and then yeah. i increase it once i'm above five percent so dynamic risk yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting um that you about the rotation thing so i i sort of got got it in the end there what you were describing and i think a past guest omar ben omar had um, mm-hmm. mentioned a similar thing where he, because I don't know if he mentioned it on the show or after the show, but he definitely would trade his personal account and then mm-hmm. he'd trade the next trade on a one funded account and then the next trade mm-hmm. on another funded account. Mm-hmm. So he was mm-hmm. never placing the same trade. Um, sequ- well, the same trades were never being placed on all accounts. So he was just mm-hmm. rotating through the accounts. Whereas you're sort of saying, maybe don't rotate through the accounts, but when a, an account gets in drawdown... Or, or it's, it's, you move rotate to the, move off sorts. that account. Or, or There's loads the of ways you can rotate. Yeah. yeah, so you rotate no matter what. So for example, say I've got 5% and my profit splits, if I'm not VIP on that account, then um, the profit split comes next week. There's no point of me even trading this. 5% on 200K is still 10K. So I'd rather just keep that 10K and I'll trade the other account. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Then I'll trade that account. Say it's in drawdown and I'm stuck in this account and I'm stuck in this drawdown. I'm not in a great state. Take a week off, come back and trade the fresh account. So having rotation, you can rotate in many, many, many ways. And I don't think this is promoted enough. I know Paladin does. Paladin rotates, but he rotates based on strategy and risk. But I rotate with the same strategy, the same risk. The only difference is when I hit a profit split or a certain target, I stop, move on to the next. If there's a certain problem with that, I'll stop, move on to the next, and just keep rotating and rotating and rotating. And it's it's worked because it covers all it covers all aspects because ultimately it's very different from personal, right? And also as a business, you need to be making sure that I'm avoiding losing the account because it's the consistency that I need. And if I am going to have a winning streak, it's risk on risk off, right? If the markets are going to come to me in fruition, I have a live account to take up, like you know, yeah. take this opportunity. I don't want to be passing challenges in an opportunity i want to make some money that's the most important thing that's why we trade right so i'd rather do a fresh account rather than using that time to get it out of drawdown i can do that in another period i'd rather just get some money paid into me now and then go back to it when i'm in a better state because especially when you're in a losing period that can affect your psychology quite a lot so rotating accounts has many 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 benefits and i don't think it's promoted enough and this is like i said yet again to jcap uh, kyle i said to him look if you have a losing streak and then you're out of it you're stuck in drawdown forever now and yeah. also, if you're if you lose that account, you've lost all of them. Mm. Yeah, that makes perfect reason. sense. It does. It does for for him specifically because he's got so many different accounts with his. Well, well, at the time was I don't know how much how much he's funded with now, but it was three point two when he was on the show, and I know he got mm-hmm. to five at one point. So yeah, why yeah. wouldn't you? And I suppose is there because some of them have you know a minimum trading days per per month. You know, you've got to trade at least once per month. Um, yep. to keep the account open, but just put a 0.01 in if you're not going to trade that account, right? Just, exactly. And it's yeah, diversification keep, keep it as well. Yeah. Otherwise, all your eggs are in one basket this way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, it's, it's a clever little trick. Now, for somebody who went from trading personal money to um, funded money or demo accounts, such past challenges, <laughs> if you had to sort of break it down into like a few little tips for somebody trying to do the same, what would they be? Yeah. 
what would we these tips be revolved around just to kind of get at the best of value I can? Would you say these tips in terms of the past or these tips in terms of make money or tips in terms oh, let's, of trading? Let's go, let's go with um so you you know you you're on the personal stuff and you want to go to the funded and mm-hmm. you know the first thing you have to do is pass a challenge. So how do you how do you sort of what are some some what's some advice you can give around passing the challenge to start off with think, when you've got personal money that you make money from like yourself? I think the toughest thing, the toughest, 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 toughest thing is you have to drop the ego aside. You know, even for me, right? Like I, I, I would like to say I'm humble, but even at that time, my ego was there because I know how to trade. I know what I'm doing. But it's funded trading is is a whole nother ball game it's not even trading on its own because you have rules to adhere to whereas technically if you're trading your personal account whereas private equity or hedge funds they are complete different ball games mm-hmm. and that's another thing you've got institutional trading retail trading um investment bank trading hedge funds a private equity trading floors all these kind of things have different tradings and different approach so you need to understand that you're going into a new game you have to understand the rules to play this game and that look you're not going to be making money anytime soon but you have to take a step back and see the bigger picture which is what i was doing in the first place so dropping your ego would definitely be the first step the second step is yet again it should have been like a strategy we should have a funded trading plan which is not enough people do right like one of the biggest messages i have this year is you all know what you need to do. You know what I had to get into shape, get, like get heads. You just have to eat well and train hard. It's as simple as that. And then, yes, I may it may sound simple, but then what plan? What my body type? Well, guess what? If you keep taking the action on it, you will then figure out, okay, cool, my chest grows a bit more. Or like, I feel sore and I need two rest days. So guess what? Because you've done that, now you know what you need to do to get better. And it's the same with your trading strategy. It's like, okay, cool. I've, I've done this ICT. I can't understand it. It's not right for me. Maybe I'll go into SMC or trade continuation or a break and retest. All the strategies work. It's just, have you refined it enough to work for yourself? And then this is the same thing when it goes into funded trading. And it's actually a really good question, Cam, because now that I think about it, this is something I'm going to implement with my team, is you have to have a funded trading plan because then you keep refining that plan. And what does that plan consist of? It's like, okay, cool. I'm going to risk 1% per trade. I'm going to have a dynamic risk. So when I lose five trades in a row, my account will now be 5% drawdown. Let's just say, for example, that prop firm challenge has a 10% drawdown. After 5%, I'm going to drop it to 0.5. If I lose another five, that's 2.5. So my total is 7.5 now drawdown. And then I'm going to risk that last not like 2.5 at 0.25 so i've got 10 more trades so i've got 20 trades to lose in a row uh, yeah. before i lose that challenge and to be honest if you lose 20 trades in a row it's better off just to lose that challenge and then start again because you have on a losing streak or you need to refine your strategy so that is an example of like having a funded trading plan and you need to think about okay how much are you going to get when you are live funded that is also another ball game because you don't want to be risking one percent because this is real money now you want to be making money off of this 0.5 percent like kyle 0.25 percent um and then every time you hit a five percent target which is what i do i stop stop and secure there's no need to be greedy like i said i lost that 21k i'm not losing money again (laughs) yeah so have that funded trading plan and just refine it and then execute refine and refine and you will get there sooner or later your time will come yeah i was going to ask you what what your target is because that i think that's a clever one there is having a target because otherwise you know it's so easy to just screw yourself over and not get that withdrawal yeah 100% so my 5% is that target is every single time I hit 5% on any funded account I just stop and then I just get that withdrawal it's it's as simple as that sometimes if there's a trade that overruns that 5% and goes into I've had it at 7 or 10% before I'll just stop there's no more than 10% I don't need to because it's the same thing if I do 20% I'll just get a 10% later but at least this way it's money in my account 
yeah. that is the most important thing when it comes to funding. That's the lesson that I've learned anyway. And, and you didn't you didn't think as you know somebody who's trading the personal account to that oh why don't I just use something like social trader tools to copy my trades across to the to the funded account. And then I can make money on my personal and the funded will hopefully take care of itself and I don't really need to change my routine or anything like that. Yeah, did that cross your mind really, or did you yeah, were you aware right, of it? Though. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. But it's easier said than done because what <laughs> is you have to manage that and then you end up watching that. And then also social trader tools, I had an issue with them last year where they slipped one of my live accounts and I lost 5k profit. And they were saying it was the MT4 mm. problems. They sent the mm. script. I had to go through my Forex funds. My Forex funds is a whole other story, by the way, because they are an absolute headache. But I lost 5k profit plus potentially the uh, account, but I did lose that account after because of social trader tools. And I've always mm. been paranoid about so, like a copy trading tool because if it slips your account, that's money. And it did mm. exactly that. And I'm right. glad I didn't. But it was more why I didn't do it is because like I said, when I first started, I was doing my personal account and then that ruined my potential of funded. So I said, look, let me just take this all away. If I need to do this seriously, let's just do funded full stop. And then since then, I've only been doing funded. And I think moving forward, I'll only do funded. I have like other things and other businesses, which is more than enough, but I'll literally only stick to funded until the time is ripe. And then if I have to move back to personal, I'll move back to personal, but we'll see. We'll see if regulations come in and how things go with the prop firm. But we've got plenty of years first, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, all right. And so, so uh, I mean, I know you're at uh, FX Connect and a few other events um around town. Yeah. I mean, can you can you sort of give us some insights as to like, you know, what somebody can expect from like a you know, turning up to a trading event this day and age where mm -hmm. it's an actual live event? Yeah, yeah. I think um it was really cool because I had the Coin Bureau live event the, the week before. That was a thousand five hundred people. And then we had FX Connect where we met Kyle, Rodrigo, uh Eunice and, and Riz and all these people. But I think this day and age is really easy to smoke out the fluff so just to call it straight out there are so much right. scamming out there so much like silly stuff on on social media you read between the lines common sense is not common but like i think nowadays if you can find people who's had multiple payouts from different firms they're the people you kind of want to follow and on top of that having going to these events you're able to meet them you're able to ask these people they're real human beings cam you know we know they're watching us on the internet but we're real human beings and you get to add value and learn from them and ask them questions like how do you pass what would you do in this situation because you know a shout out to the the, the young 19 year old he's 19 and 1.2 million funded and you know he's 19 and he's coming into money but he doesn't know what to do with it he has all these ideas and i was able to 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 help him understand that he should just be saving and building a track record and growing into something bigger rather than starting all these other things and you wouldn't be able to get that anywhere else so these types of events are really 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 good to network to learn to meet people who've done it and to get you from a to b a lot quicker because you know at the end of the day it's you versus you and, and me versus me that's mm. my main message this year and i suppose it's it's probably almost something you know making it real for people versus uh you know yeah, you yeah. see something on instagram you see something on a on the on the web or a youtube here etc it's kind of there's a detachment right whereas i suppose if mm. you're actually there in person it it can have some kind of different physiological effect on you so that mm, you absolutely. might just realize something i don't know it might, it might just stick with you a bit more um, yeah it's a lot more grounding and the message is like if i tell you something over the camera it's different but in person i'm a lot different in person yeah. um you know you would hear my message 10 times more in person it's, it's just because the emphasis is human interaction isn't it yeah you know when you're in person yeah. it's completely different 
and, and to be fair, I mean, because it just sort of amuses me a little bit because to be fair, you're actually going to get more actual value from anything on the internet, right? Because it is literally mm-hmm. just an encyclopedia of everything. But yeah, yeah, yeah. the live events kind of, yeah, it's just that that sort of, I don't know, it's almost like you, you, you you're, uh, what's the word, kind of saying, hey, I'm actually a trader and yeah, yeah. you're making it real for yourself versus yeah. this, you know, I think I'm a trader, I'm, I'm watching some YouTube videos. No, I'm actually taking the time out of my day to go yeah. and travel somewhere to go and meet somebody who's doing what I want to do. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. that that's kind of a cool thing. Now, uh, I mean, like with somebody who's just recently had a kid, uh mm-hmm. And I think got another one on the way. Congrats for that. Yep. Uh, Thank you. God is good. And you're traveling as well. You've got a quite a lot real yeah. estate business. You've got, you know, yeah. you're, you're featuring on, um, you've got other business Coin Bureau. businesses around with Coin yeah. Bureau and stuff like that. So how on earth do you fit trading around this kind of lifestyle? It's <laughs> funny when someone else says it, Cam. Yeah. <laughs> even I like, I don't even know how I do it, but um i think when you love what you do you do what you love it's never really work that's the first thing just like what we were saying off camera earlier like you love how you just get to go with your kids you get to go to play football and that kind of stuff so fitting things out i think when there's a will there's a way that's for sure um but trading there's a there's a saying i i I heard from an interview which was basically when trading becomes a hobby you end up trading a lot better because you don't have the pressure of making the money you don't have the pressure of forcing a trade you don't have the pressure of sitting there to trade because I have all these businesses, like a you know partner on Coin Bureau, the real estate business, Angel Investments, we've got two other businesses we're investing in as well. Um, obviously, content, my funding effects, we've got um, my trading, teaching, and some other things. So there's loads of different things that are ongoing. I don't really have time to be sitting there trying to force a trade because I've got a million things to do. And actually, on top of those, like you said, to be a dad and a husband, and a husband is hard work. Let's just say, <laughs> as you know, Cam, right? Happy yeah. wife, happy life. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. It just makes trading just actually even easier because you don't have the stress of looking for a trade. You don't have the stress of the money for it. And whatever happens, happens. So in terms of fitting it in, I have like a schedule every day. Like I'm pretty scheduled and routined as a person at the moment. And if I find something I do, if I don't, then I just go on about my day with my to-do list. It's mm. pretty simple. It's pretty packed out, um, but it's, yeah, it's pretty simple. I think trading as a hobby definitely changed my overall outlook and it doesn't give me any stress that way. Yeah, Folks, if you're looking for an automated trade journal or trade copier, then check out my sponsor, Swift Journal. They connect to your MetaTrader 4 or 5 broker or prof firm and give you amazing insights into your trading. To get 20% off, click the link in the description and use coupon code TRADINGNUT. And I suppose because you've been doing it for so long, it's it's you know you kind of mm. yeah it's a hobby i suppose that you you can um you, you know how to manage it so so like in terms of Correct, you know yeah. ha- getting in front of the charts and stuff i mean what do you how do you split that up across your day to to be there so, at the right time and that sort of thing so since then i've been refining um one thing that has been amazing with funded trading is i've refined my strategy to the t uh, my strategy was refined anyway but there was a lot more open-ended books i'd don't I would say I don't make as much money as I used to, but I don't have as much drawdown as I used to. So I don't know if that's catch twenty two because mm. you know it's kind of the same thing in its own way, but you know it's part of the process. So the reason is that is because obviously the ten percent drawdown and the drawdown periods of 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 how funded trading works. So 
um, with that, I've refined what pairs I trade. I only trade DAX and gold. I only trade between um, 10 a.m. until 1 p.m., which is UK time. Now that's actually shifted potentially even to 11 and 1 because of the, the London trading sessions and the London liquidity is nowhere near as, it, as good as it is now. It used to be. So now it's all going into the New York session, which is a very interesting fact. Um, but you can only get that through data. So within that period of time, all I literally do is I lock on and I say to my students all the time, it's just pattern recognition. You're literally looking for that one setup that you are trading time and time and time again that you've practiced and waiting for. It's that sniper shot, that golf shot, that any shot you want to say, or even that striker shot that you've practiced every single day in and day out. You just want to wait for that low hanging fruit and take it. If it's not there, go on about your day. That's literally as simple as that. Trading is incredibly easy, but incredibly hard because of the discipline it requires. Because you can do whatever you want and no one will hold you accountable, which is why it's so important to have a team, an accountability partner and all that kind of stuff. So it's really, really simple. Just wake up, have that trading time. If there's a pattern, I take it. If there isn't, I'll go about my day. <laughs> and and uh, it's interesting you say that the liquidity's dropped on the, the London session. Yes, yeah, ugly. Is, it, is, is that so pre-London or, or both pre-market? Now. Oh, both yeah, now. pre-London. So I used to trade six to eight in the mornings and that's just ugly. Uh, 8 a.m. is obviously when London opens and you get quite a big move on DAX mm. in the GMT, that is. And now that just pushes one direction and has the opportunity to go the other direction. My pattern A setup that I have does not work as, as good as it does on the London session, but works 10 times better in New York session. Um, but due to commitments, I don't really want to trade New York session too much because of all the work that I need doing. But even through reviewing and back testing and doing and also forward testing, the data says between 10 o'clock and one o'clock, they are my best trades. So I just trade between 10 and one, just follow the data. Right. Yeah. And yeah. when you say liquidity, do you just sort of mean there's not, you know, I suppose the price just the isn't really right? moving, moving yeah, very well. Moving, just sitting sideways. Yeah. If it's, yeah. it's it's done, it's push after London, then just yeah. sit sideways for an extra hour and then 10 AM, then it starts to move again yeah. and continues. But yeah, that, that's, that's kind of what I mean in terms of liquidity oh, okay, yeah. and the volume. Yeah. Because otherwise it just, it's just ugly, choppy, and then sideways. Try, trying to trade that this is impossible for me with my strategy anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and and so, what about travel? So you you're gonna be traveling. I know you're traveling this week because we're we're lucky to get this call. Uh, it's crazy. How how are you gonna how are you gonna sort of manage your trading around that for anyone else who's out there going like you know well, I'm leaving home for a bit and. Not yeah. gonna be my computer. I don't want to trade on my phone and my laptop. How does it? How does that work for you? That's a good question at a good time, Cam. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is because I've actually got something to to say. So yeah, yeah I'm going um, Hong Kong, Thailand. I've got Singapore. I've got Dubai, um, and then Dubai again potentially. So yeah, we're going quite a few places this year. And there was basically a guy. I'm gonna. It's a long story short, but I feel like it adds like it's really helped me. And this was a big lesson to me this year. So I met. Um, it's important to stay at nice places because of the people you meet. So I stay at a place in, in London quite often in Mayfair Hotel, which is in Mayfair. And, um, you know, it's not cheap there. So people who normally spend there have a tiny bit of money. And then I met someone who owns all the, like one of the biggest hedge funds in Budapest. And I had a conversation with him. We talked to him. I was a trader, I'm retail, I have private equity, I have all this kind of stuff. And we had a great conversation. And then he, one of the biggest lessons I learned from him was he, he the reason he was there because he was on a three week holiday because he made $10 million the month before. And I was like, wow. And he was like, I was forced to take a holiday and he's, he owns the company, but they still forced him to take the, take the holiday. And the reason is, is because you need to take holidays to reset, to reduce your overconfidence, to reduce, if you're in a losing period as well, to control your emotions and reset and just have a good time, right. And reset how you feel and 
and then you come back and you're able to trade in the zone and it's a, it's a fresh paint of picture. Just like I said to you, how you rotate the accounts, you're fresh on the account. So taking that holiday is fresh. And one thing I'm super guilty of as any workaholic is, is I don't take enough breaks. And when I do take breaks, I'm still working. So now I've made a conscious effort this year is if I'm on holiday, I'm on holiday. Like I will still have to do many, many things that I manage, but trading will have holiday periods because hedge funds have periods they take summers off they take winters off they don't trade in those periods why are they trying to force trades in market conditions that's not going to make them money so you know it's a lesson i always knew but he really instilled that in me and um this year is definitely going to be yeah i'll be taking a lot more time off of trading and i'm not in a position where i need to have that much money from trading anymore and i think when you make x amount from trading it pays more than enough right Mm. so yeah now weird question and this might Ask help me. somebody out. Uh, how on earth did how on earth did you meet this guy at the hotel? I mean, what did you do? What are you doing? Like just walk sitting in the foyer and this I'm, random guy I'm sits down next to you. I'm quite a networking guy. So um, you know, I always think it's always there's always value in life. Like Cam, like for you, there's loads of things I can learn from you. And I also think vice versa. And I also have a big belief that 90% of the people in this world are nice people that, you know, if you open a home, have a conversation with them, you can just meet a friend. Like it doesn't have to be, I'm taking something, there's got to be a transactional thing. It's just, it's cool. Like I get to learn something from you, you know, um, you know, where you're from, the countries, the experience, there's just loads of different things. Um, but you know, like I said, I think you have to be at nice places, products of environment, because say if it costs you, you know, for example, we're going to stay at a place and it costs like a thousand dollars a night or even a thousand five hundred dollars a night. Actually. Yeah, dollars is about a thousand five hundred dollars a night. The type of people who are going to stay there have a thousand five hundred dollars to spend for one night per per place. So you got to think like, who are these type of people? And they're normally a lot friendlier as well. And, and, and how you're able to do that. So you just smile, have that conversation. It's just like, oh, how, how's your day going? And then you just take that conversation from one thing to another. It's like, what do you do? Well, I do this, I do that. And like, oh, that's really interesting. And then yeah. you die, you, it's just like you, how you manage these podcasts. You you think of questions and there's sparks and you just keep going and going and going and going. And the next thing you know, it's like, wow, I've got his number. He owns a head fund. And yeah, it's really, really interesting. Yeah. Same thing happened in Dubai. Met a guy who owns you know billions of real estate just because of our interesting cars. And I've got a lot to learn from him too. So well, yeah, that's how it started really. Yeah. It's <laughs> right crazy. Place, right yeah, it is crazy. Uh, right now, I think we'll wrap up on this question unless there's other stuff you want to talk about. But uh, so mm-hmm. Coin Bureau is mm-hmm. crypto based, right? Crypto based yes. uh, channel. Now, yep. what about the crypto markets? What I actually haven't asked this question to anyone for a long time <laughs> since Bitcoin started, you know, dropping. <laughs> uh, what, what are these sort of views on crypto and this, you know, twenty mid 2023? <laughs> You want a long answer with a short. Well, I know you. I know it's probably going to be positive because you, you know, you, you're representing Coin Bureau, so I'm not going to try and get you to give us a negative one. But um, no, no, uh, I'm look, always it's... transparent, negative or positive. If it's if it's if it's shit, it's shit. If it's good, it's good. So I always say it like it is. But w- would you like a long answer or a short answer on crypto? Well, I just just a moderate moderate to moderate long. In, yeah, in moderate between. to long. Okay, moderate to long. Okay, cool. Yeah. So let's go. Let's go into the idea. Let's first talk about this so we can set the pace. So when it comes to crypto, ultimately it's digital currency. That's the whole idea of it. I believe in Bitcoin. I believe in cryptocurrency. But is it going to happen in our time? I'm not too sure. I mean, I'm coming on 32, 30, whatever it is. I don't know what's going to happen within that. I do think adoption is happening. There is mass awareness. But if you look at cryptocurrency right now, the highest it was was $3 trillion market cap, right? $3 trillion. $3 trillion. And right now it's sitting at $1 trillion. That is nothing 
in compared to the amount of money that's in the world. Currencies and Forex is traded six trillion daily. So it's still in its infant stage. So there's a lot to learn and develop. And the problem with cryptocurrency is there's a lot of misunderstanding. There's still you know regulations. Look at the SEC just suing every single person that there is. Bitcoin solves a lot of problems and crypto solves a lot of problems, but people are just opening projects left, right, and center and scamming a lot of people, unfortunately, which is the problem. So if you look at it from that perspective, there is a lot of development to come. But if we talk about the, you know, the the process of crypto as an overall, is it does solve a big problem, which is traditional currency. Because if you have swift payments, like if Ukraine, look at the situation in Ukraine. How can yeah. you send money? They stop swift payments. They block Russia. They block money. They can't get money in and out. And also, people like me and you, innocent citizens, can't even send money back and forth because of a country's problem. So that's because you have a problem. I'm I'm now screwed. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I can't, I can't do businesses, you know, people who trade steel, people who trade in food, import, export, because of other people's political stuff, which has honestly got nothing to do with us and we have to suffer. So cryptocurrency solves a lot of these problems. Look at the donations. They were actually all in Bitcoin during that time. Ukraine, you know, um, the president of Ukraine opened up his wallet and accepted donations in Bitcoin. El Salvador trades in crypto too. And if you've ever had to send $100,000 or into other places, there are a lot of questions that come from banks because banks don't own any money. Banks run off of your money, right? Mm. So if you look at all of these factors from traditional money and how money works, right? So money used to be an IOU, then there was a an equivalent exchange and then it was you know these dollars which were backed by gold which is now no longer backed by gold so it's all on this debt ceiling and then it's supply and demand it doesn't make real sense on how the fiat currency can keep going i think in specific the dollar which is why the dollar is starting to struggle and the western world is starting to struggle but there's a whole nother economic view and uh, another view on that but i think the real big thing you've got to think about is okay yes cryptocurrency is early can you make money yes or no but i think if you look at the bigger picture it can be used as a term of currency just like in you know aud you got like a, a australian dollar and you got an american dollar you're just used to using your dollar because it's in your country and then american dollar but the thing is they always fluctuate you know 10 years ago the dollar could have been way more it could have been way less it's exactly the same with bitcoin right now so if you start thinking in terms of Bitcoin, I can buy that car, half a Bitcoin, one Bitcoin. That's when things changes and it's very interesting because you're able to send money. It solves problems. It's an international currency that's not regulated. It's not centralized. This is where it's interesting. But, you know, there's a lot of things to come with it and it's really, really early stages. Like I said, I don't know if it's going to be in my lifetime. There probably is going to be another bull run happening soon as well. And I think that if you have some sort of outlook like where i am in my life right now it's all about diversification of wealth crypto is a good decent store of wealth because that's what bitcoin is gold is a store of wealth bitcoin is a store of wealth all the other shit coins and altcoins is another story but that's kind of what i want to mainly give you that summary yeah. hopefully i didn't yeah. blow your brains out, no no, no. i think it'd be, yeah it's, it's, it's a great little summary a recap for anyone that's sort of you know dropped out of the crypto world I mean, and in terms of like trading trading let's say bitcoin is that would you say that price movements changed or volatilities changed at all in the in the past yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. wee while? Yeah, for sure, because um, it's obviously less now because there's less volume and less um, liquidity into the market and also with the issues of FTX and all these other crypto mm -hmm. exchanges and stuff. But um, I think that Bitcoin is still learning to adapt to the market. I'm trading it and I'm learning to trade it as well at the moment because of Coin Bureau trading. Um, but because of coin bureau trading has forced me to understand it because Bitcoin is 24 seven, you can trade it. But the problem with that is this it's catch 22 because with 
currencies and indices, you have London liquidity and New York liquidity, mm. and you get the spikes, you get the movements, yeah. you can get trades. Bitcoin is just a free for all. It can spike <laughs> yeah. tonight. It can spike yeah. tonight. Like right now, it's just broke 30 k. It's just going. It's crazy. It's haywire. But that also comes with opportunity. But for me, as a routine person, it doesn't really work out too well because I'd rather just trade between ten yeah. and one rather than sit at the charts all day and trying to watch Bitcoin and trade it. But I think there's a huge opportunity moving forward to be able to make a lot of money from crypto. That's for mm. sure. That's for sure. There's a generational wealth split, definitely for sure, when it comes to crypto. That's definitely for sure. And are you are you uh, trading? If you're going to trade it, are you going to trade it through a crypto exchange and the actual Bitcoin, or are you going to yeah, trade yeah. on so, on like an MT4 or through a broker? You can do both. You can do both. Yeah. Funded funded companies actually um, do yeah, crypto, or funded so, programs. But, yeah, so, yeah. but spreads are pretty horrendous. Yeah. Um, but the problem is fees on crypto full stop are horrendous. But yeah. you can trade it on uh, derivatives um yeah like futures or derivatives on on any exchanges or whatnot so it's definitely doable but and, and what would be your preferred right now. your preferred method would, would be through the exchanges or through through a funded if i had to choose if there was a if there was a best option i would actually do it the traditional way of like mt4 if it oh. had the better spreads it was with a funded company um and the liquidity was better and it was less random moves. But I guess that's part of what Bitcoin, what makes Bitcoin fun because it's random, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and so what are you, what's your plans for the next 12 months? Oh, that's a good question. Um, as much as I said, I want to make a million funded, I'm kind of not too bothered because I'm making good money at the moment. And also it's increasing quite massively as it's scaling up and I'm also not in a rush. But I think in the next 12 months, um, what would my main main goals would be well we've got all the business growth i've got my daughter that's coming i want to make sure i spend a month with her um the move to dubai i want to make sure that that's solidified over the next uh next month as well and then also to grow the social presence and then get my main message out this year which is you versus you and me versus me so i think that's probably my main main moves awesome. for this, this year in the 12 months yeah Cool. Oh well, well maybe we'll we'll catch up with you again in a few more years or a couple of years or when you're in Dubai. Know, Who crazy. knows? We will we will see what happens. But hey, look, Daniel, thank you very much for coming on again, mate. It's been really enlightening. There's been so much stuff in here that I didn't know. Uh not just around prop firms, but other stuff as well. Uh, I'm sure mm -hmm. people got a ton of value from it. So what's the best way for everyone to go and find out more about you and, and hook hook up? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Wannabe Champ. My Instagram is also at Wannabe Champ as well. YouTube is also at Wannabe Champ. I'm doing the Coin Bureau. So if you anyone's into crypto, Coin Bureau, I'm a partner of them. So we're on Coin Bureau as well and doing content in other spaces as well. But if I may, one last message, if I can to everyone, is that look, on social media, things are great. Like you can always see the good, but no matter what level you are, the problems will always occur in your life don't see that someone else on you know on instagram makes you feel insignificant the, like i said the message is you versus you you are just trying to get better than you was yesterday you are also just trying to do the best for yourself and remember my trades don't directly affect your bank account so you've got to focus on you that's why i said this year's message is you versus you and me versus me i'm trying to be the best version of me and i'm sure you're trying to be the best version of you just don't give up we got this but yeah thank you really? so so much cam for having me i really really yeah appreciate absolutely it. love that end quote please folks maybe put that on repeat uh or we'll check <laughs> it up on a reel or something now uh folks what you're going to do is head on down to tradingnut.com in the search box daniel we're going to see he's got a number of different episodes in there so if you if you want to get the 52 traders one episode 30 crazy um from six years ago it'll probably be a bit of a wow. laugh to see what you're 
were then and versus now and a couple of yeah, videos yeah. as well. So, folks, yeah, um, go and check it out on tradingnut.com. And until next time, I wish you all trading happiness and success. All right, folks, there you go. Interview done and dusted with Daniel. Now, do remember, we've got that video dropping on the channel with Andre Stewart going through a back test. Takes about 10 trades, doesn't lose any of them, even though he tries to. Uh, you're going to learn that strategy and see somebody who's been trading for many, many years uh, go through their process of back testing as well. Other things, we've got that mystery trader hitting the Telegram channel. So go and check that out. We've got the live streamers and that new one, F-Bomb, on the show. And we've got the Robot Builders Club August offer for 2023. Go and check that out you're going to get a $10,000 Blue Guardian challenge when you join my Robot Builders Club this month. Talking about that, let's hear about my Robot Builders Club and then wrap up the show. Tired of missing trades or spending hours at the charts? Introducing my Robot Builders Club. With our platform, you can build bots in minutes, not weeks, without any coding required. Get lifetime access to my video course, VIP community, and over 40 ready-made robots. Works with MT4 or MT5, and as a bonus, you'll get three months access to my Robot Lab, where we build and test bots on live calls every week. Join the hundreds of traders who are trading smarter, not harder. Click the link in the description to learn more, get the free training, and download a free robot.